0: Duggar.
1: Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the odds, couple.
2: Welcome to the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 radio. We're live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. This show is about sports betting and putting money into your pocket. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper featured on my site Pritchardspicks.com. Joined by Brett Grant. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, Scott. How are you doing?
2: Let's get started, man. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a believer.
0: I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm Mickey Jones. Davy Jones. The Mickey monkeys, hey. 1960 something. Davy Jones, Mickey Dolan's, right? There you go. Or is it there me? you yeah, go. Okay. There
2: but I'm talking about, I'm a beweaver because the Los Angeles Angels, last night we've been throwing them under the bus. They've lost four consecutive games against the Houston Astros of all teams. Last night at home, their ace, Jared Weaver, did not have his best stuff. It's only his second game back after coming off the DL, but he pitched.
0: Well enough. He only gave up one earned run. Got to love this guy. What say you? He's very good, and the Angels certainly need him. No question about that. And nothing spells relief like the Chicago Cubs. They come in, and they just give every team relief, don't they, when they come in? When you're feeling down, here come the Cubs to make you feel better. Actually, the Cubs played pretty well yesterday, up 3-1 late in the game. The Angels chipped away, got a run in the eighth, and then uh, Albert Poulos hit one that hasn't landed yet. To, to win the game. Uh, and it was, it was I love I loved the reaction of Eric Ibar, who was on second base. I love the reaction of the left fielder, who never moved except to look over his shoulder and say, what was that going by? Uh, <laughs> and, of course, Albert, who has really been struggling. But it just goes to show you, no matter how bad Albert has been, he can still destroy the Chicago Cubs. Yeah,
2: he's been known for years. I know you're a big Cardinal fan, and and understandably so, being from St. Louis. But Pujols has been the Cub killer. But, yeah, an exciting game last night. I mean, it was 3-1, bottom of the eighth inning. The Angels on their way to their fifth consecutive loss against inferior competition, having lost four in a row to the Houston Astros on the verge of losing to the Cubs last night. Ibar on first base, let off, and then Trout hit a long ball to deep center field and it was a little bit of a surprise that Ibar tagged up mm-hmm. made it to second base and then once pull holes you knew I, I was actually tracking that game and once as soon as it left his bat you knew it was gone but like you say I was impressed and surprised by Ibar's reaction he never looked behind him he knew it was gone
0: yeah Ibars Ibar's on second base he takes his lead off he's looking into the pitcher watching Albert he sees Albert swing and immediately just gives a fist pump. Because he, he didn't have to turn around. Albert's reaction, the reaction of the ball, it you know, when you crush one, it makes that certain sound that you know it was gone, and uh, he hammered that one last night. Uh, it, it was a gutsy, a very good base running room, and then you move, I should say, and then you look at, well, the way Albert has been swinging the bat, 99 times out of 100, two years ago, they would walk Albert Pulos. But today, because he's batting 245, 246, the Cubs decided to pitch to him with a base open at first base. And uh, it... it didn't work obviously
2: interesting because he defies logic when it comes to baseball the unwritten rules i mean the the one adage is you never put the tying run on base i mean in this situation it was in this case would be the winning run right it was three two and and even more so you don't put the winning run on base plenty of teams would have done it too in the past absolutely Right. right i mean that's that's how much things have changed i mean Albert Poolholes, as good as he is, as good as he's been, he struggled. His last home run, I believe, was May 23rd. He only has nine for the year. But history has a way of repeating itself, and the month of June historically has been a tremendous month for him. So we'll see if last night is, is an indication of how they might come on and start playing better ball.
0: Well, the thing I worry about with them is it's the quality of the competition they're playing as well. These are not good teams they're playing. <laughs> You're playing the Astros and getting hammered. You're struggling with the Cubs. These are teams that are rebuilding, teams that are very uh, young, teams that are not very experienced, teams that are not successful right now. You're not playing the Rangers and the Tigers or the Yankees and the Red Sox. You're playing the ne'er-do-wells right now, uh, and you're struggling with them. So what's that going to do when you're playing against the good teams? They're, they're struggling to hit bad teams right now.
2: Well, just as a case in point, the fact that they've struggled against inferior competition a la the Cubs, the Astros won four consecutive times, the Astros... Went home last night. Now, we know, statistically speaking, they do not match up. They do not hit. They do not pitch. And last night at home, lost convincingly 4 one, I believe, the final against the Baltimore Orioles. So they're back to being the Houston Astros. But I think there is some hope for this Angels team. They have too much talent, not sold on their manager. I mean, I've been in the guy's corner for years, but no more. No moss. I can't take it.
0: And I think on the other side of town, we talk about the Dodgers quite a bit. They called up the Cuban defector. Whose name I haven't figured out exactly how to spell it or say yet, but it's P U I G, Puig, I guess you would say, who has four hits in his first two games, including two home runs yesterday. And I would say, much to the chagrin of Dodger fans, this kid might save Don Mattingly's job. He's that good.
2: Well, that's saying a lot because Mattingly, he was a great player, but oftentimes great players do not make great managers because experience has taught me from a handicapping standpoint, guys that are great athletes that just have God-given ability and talent, they are not, may not be as fundamentally sound as say an average player who's made it in the league because those guys, the fundamentally sound players, will become very good coaches, a la the late, great John Wooden.
0: That's a good point, and there's a lot of guys that were, I mean, look at guys who were average uh, or two above-average guys. A guy like Mike Matheny was not a superstar catcher, but he was a very good defensive catcher. Mike Socia, I wouldn't call Mike Socia a superstar player, a very good player, Um, and there's plenty of those guys. Do you think the
2: Angels manager is a good manager?
0: I do. I just think at some point, though, everybody has a shelf life. And I think he might have reached his shelf life with this particular team.
2: I'm starting to think he's the Norv Turner of the National Football League. No, I'm he's really won,
0: though. Norv never won. He well, actually did win a World but Series. But it was 2003, there. man. Right. And
2: we're talking about every year, Angels management, they are locked and loaded. They Money is well, no but, object. But we have
0: this conversation, George Carl. What about Marty Schottenheimer? Uh, there's a lot of guys who are very successful that just never got that brass ring. Do we say that they're not very good because they never won a championship or we say just whatever the you know the everything didn't line up well for you to win that title.
2: It's one thing like if you're not projected to do well. The Angels every year are pretty much the favorite to win the American League West. They can't <laughs> they can't even make the postseason, forget winning their
0: division. Right. Well, they're 26 and 33. The Dodgers are 25 and 32. So they're collectively both not very good. Uh, Dodgers still in last place. Angels tied for third place uh, in their division. Luckily, they have the Houston Astros in their division. (laughs) Otherwise, they would be in last place. Uh, It'll be interesting having Jared Weaver back and watching the Angels as much as we get to watch them here in Las Vegas. They have been pitching better. Uh, that has come around. I mean, you talked about Williams yesterday. Even though Blanton's 1-8, and 1-9 and on the year, he pitched pretty well the other day, and the hitting wasn't there. So now maybe we got some good pitching yesterday. We got timely hitting last night late. Let's see if the Angels go on a little bit of a mini run. We talk about catching teams at the right time. It'll be interesting if the Angels are ready to make a move here.
2: Well, I think they're primed to make a move because of what you just said. We've talked before about hitting the ball 1-9. through nine, The Angels, as good as anyone, even though they the past week <laughs> their hitting went south. That's baseball. But I will say they're pitching. I'm telling you, going into the season, statistically, we didn't think that their pitching would hold up. But now that Jared Weaver, their stud ace, is back. Jerome Williams has been lights out. Even the guy going today, Vargas, has pitched very well. You talked about your boy Joe Blanton, 1-9. Mm-hmm. Nine, but the fact is, he went eight innings, struck out eleven. He did his job. I mean, Great. so there is some hope for you, Angel fans.
0: And Vargas is five and three pitching uh, later on today, this afternoon. Uh, early start, by the way, 4 o'clock start in Anaheim. Why are we doing that?
2: Well, we have a lot of early games. In fact, games are, the Pirates away. are already playing. I There's believe they're playing a, the Braves. We have early games, games going on yeah. this morning. And when we get to the right side, another winner yesterday, 15 wins, six losses for me in my last 21 games as I was on Dempster and the Boston Red Sox. I would like to remind our listeners that this is the Odds Couple on KSHP, AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide Vegas Video Network live chat up and running. The studio line is open, 702-221-7283. That's 221-7283. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper. Check out my site, PritchardsPicks.com. Sign up for free plays. Some of the information is free. Some of it you do have to pay for. I'm doing my annual sports betting seminar on the Strip at Harris Friday, September 6th, the day before opening weekend for Pro Football, How to Make Money Betting Football. I'll be joined by colleague, friend, fellow professional sports bettor Dink. Dink was featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis. So again, go to my site, PritchardsPicks.com, to sign up for that discounted rate if you sign up by August 20th. I'm also featured on VegasInsider.com. We have a million views per day, sports betting informational website. Tim Donahue, former NBA official, has his own site, refpicks.com. I'm featured on that site as well.
0: What's going on with you, Brett? Well, you know, anything it, at all? Well, no, not too much. <laughs> I have uh, my in laws in town staying with me uh my wife didn't tell me how long she let me know about that (laughs) a couple days ago like what how long you're here to (laughs) win uh no and i got family my daughter's graduating from high school this week so yeah i'm very excited about that she's done a great job so i heard
2: on the street there's a a rumor an outside chance your father may be coming into the studio to join us is that true he loves
0: the show He, he watches every day uh, and uh, he lives in St. Louis, and he watches every day, and and loves the show. So he'll be in town. He's, I'm picking up the airport today. He and my mom are coming in as well for the graduation. So I will uh, either bring him by tomorrow or maybe on uh, on Monday. When, well, Monday we'll, might be busy, but hopefully tomorrow.
2: Great. Yeah, yeah, I would love to meet the guy, have him on the show, yeah. sit in, and and ask any questions he might have in regards well, to chances. sports betting and talks. Yeah, a some guy smack. who was a St.
0: Louis Browns fan growing up. Right so on. You can ask him about the uh, I like the it. Midget.
2: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. We're live Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Las Vegas time, studio line 221-7283, live and worldwide with live chat, Vegas Video Network. It's hockey time! The Kings win!
0: Kings don't lose at home. It's that simple. They've played eight games at home so far in the playoffs. They uh, They were a lower seed to the St. Louis Blues. They won all three games at home and they won one in St. Louis. They were the uh, team with home ice advantage against the San Jose Sharks. They won all four and lost three on the road and now they are the road team or the uh, underdog again against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. They potentially will get three games at home and they don't lose at home. They got out to a 2 nothing lead yesterday. They hung on for a 2-1 win. Actually 3-1. They got an empty netter to win 3-1 uh, to and the game stayed under and Basically, it's almost, you know, hate to from a handicapping standpoint, Scott, but it's a blind bet kings and under when they play it at home. They don't give up any goals. They play great defense. They score enough to win, and they did again last night against the Blackhawks.
2: Very interesting concept because you talk about they don't lose at home. They're a dead underplay. The sports books, again, will shade it. (laughs) They'll force you to bet the other side and try to force you to bet the over. But, again, oftentimes it sounds crazy. But the less you know, the more you know. And as you say, sometimes if you just blindly follow and track that trend, you still want to get the most competitive price. Right. But it's a big fat winner.
0: Well, I saw the under last night. I never, I never did see it go to four and a half. It, it I, I saw five minus under a dollar fifty-five, which is pretty much the cusp of going down to four and a half, right? They just didn't want to move it. But the Kings were minus a dollar twenty. Uh, yesterday, which as a team who's seven and0 in the playoffs at home, minus a dollar twenty is a pretty good price. They right. lost their first two games in St. Louis and came back and won the next four. I'm not saying the Kings will necessarily win this series, but I do think they will even the series, Uh, tomorrow night and i think we're going to have a six or seven game series with the kings and the blackhawks
2: now what's the latest with the other conference final with the bruins and the uh, penguins what's going on there
0: well the uh, game three tonight uh, after boston won both game one and two on the road against the high-flying pittsburgh penguins who scored a grand total of one goal at home Uh, now they go on the road where the bruins are minus a dollar 15 and minus a dollar five the other side it's an odd number but that's what it was the last time i checked it out so pittsburgh again a team that is a higher seed going on the road and i'll talk more about that on my right side because that'll be my play today we'll talk about that particular game of my play today
2: some news in the world of pro football the uh great great player for the uh The Rams back in the day, uh, Deacon Jones passed away. I mean, this guy is amazing. I'm pretty sure they didn't track sacks back in the day, but if they did, (laughs) remember that he was the master of the head slap. Yes. And he was the man. Uh, Deacon Jones, uh, may you rest in peace.
0: He would never play in today's NFL because he'd be suspended every game for (laughs) smacking somebody in the head. But it was a different game back then, right? I mean, you did anything and everything you could to get to the quarterback. And if you had to say who the sack champ is, They, quite frankly, the National Football League should call it the Deacon Jones Award because he was the best ever. So all due respect to the Michael Strahan's and Mark Gasno's of the world or the other great sack masters of today, Deacon was the man.
2: Major League Baseball drug scandal. What's going on with that?
0: Well, you know, the uh, biogenesis of America was a outfit down in Miami uh, that got nailed. A guy named uh, Tony Bosch uh, is now agreeing to cooperate with Major League Baseball talking about as many as 20 players uh, who the Major League Baseball is looking to suspend, and some guys for as much as 100 games. Now, first offenders get 50 games, second offenders 100. But Major League Baseball is saying, you know what? You guys have lied to us, so that's your first offense uh, for being involved. And secondly, now you're gonna, there's corroborating evidence where this is going to be technically your second offense. We're talking about guys like Ryan Braun. Guys like Alex Rodriguez. A Rod might not even play again. A as he's affectionately known as in my house. Um, <laughs> but there's some other names Nelson Cruz, Gio Gonzalez, um, uh, Yasmani Grandel from the Padres, um, Jesus Montero from the Mariners, Johnny Peralta from the Tigers. There's some pretty, you know, Bartolo Colon, who shockingly, when you come back at age 74 and you're still throwing <laughs> 95 miles an hour, uh, not surprised there at all. Uh, Melky Cabrera, who got nailed last year. There's there's a bunch of Yankees on the list, and of course Ryan Braun. Cabrera
2: is on the hook again yeah. after being suspended 50 games a year ago and being kept off the Giants' postseason roster, right. which I commend the Giants well, this, for doing this, the right this probably, thing. They still went on to win the World yeah. Series, but go ahead.
0: I think this predates him being nailed uh, as well. And Gio Gonzalez might not be implicated because it, it it appears the items that he purchased might have been legal and not against baseball rules. So he might be, uh, uh, you know okay in that regard but ryan Braun, here's the guy who won the 2011 mvp who then went and remember his is his, his, i bet my life i would bet my life that i didn't do anything wrong well the firing squad is lining up ryan because he's in trouble
2: is he friends with lance armstrong he might be because that guy was so defiant and said listen and all these charges came out Right. Until
0: he went on Oprah and came clean. But he never did fail a drug test, right? Yeah, yeah. It just means he was really good at hiding it. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least Mark McGuire said, here's the androids right here, guys. Wait, what's that pill in your locker, Mark? <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm kissing my biceps. <laughs> oh, this this androstenedione. Yes, it's right here. I mean, he, they, all these guys denied it. I mean, who will forget the, you know, the uh, congressional hearing when Rafael Palmero's pointing his finger, saying, I didn't do this. And Sammy Sosa, who's done nine million interviews playing for the Cubs, suddenly said, no habla inglés." <laughs> right? I'm not sure how that happened. Sammy would, would, would run in front of microphones when he was in Chicago, and suddenly he got in front of Congress and he didn't know how to speak English.
2: That That's hilarious. You know, yes. Sammy Sosa, the guy who abused the system with steroids, that wasn't enough. He also had to, not only does he have to, to get juiced up, but he also went with a corked bat right. and his defense, his a, defense, he was a a corked bat. it's batting practice at Wrigley Field. Is bat Already, yeah. breaks in half and it's corked. He says, oh, that's just my batting practice bat. <laughs> I don't use that in a game. Except for today. Uh, exactly. Just today. It's like, wow, the first time you did this, you got caught. I didn't what realize a it was a, a
0: coincidence. I have a corked bat. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing about this is the question is, and baseball worries about this so much, is this information good or bad for baseball. And I know people say it's bad, it's bad that these guys were all there, but at the same time you can say, well, guess what? They're getting caught, so it's probably good for baseball that guys are now being caught, guys are potentially hopefully being punished, because there's no way, I'd ever believe that Ryan Braun should have gotten away with that, it was a tainted urine sample because a guy took it home and stuck it on his counter for the weekend, and the FedEx guy didn't pick it up in time, and it got thrown out on a technicality when you know i tend to think that he was guilty myself and now here he is on this list again and that just goes to reaffirm the fact that sure he was he was cheating so i think overall it's probably good for the game that this stuff is not in the closet anymore and the guys are getting caught yeah, it's a black eye
2: it's a black eye on the sport, but I agree with you. I think it's good to call these people out, have as much testing as possible from a credibility standpoint. Very, very important. And I think as fans, we don't want to believe. I know my buddy Steve, who was the NFL draft expert dude that we yeah. had on for 15 minutes. It seemed like about three days. But he he talked about during the <laughs> when, when Barry Bonds was... I'm not saying anything that I haven't told him 10 times okay, since good. he was on the air, <laughs> but I have to say that... It's one of those things where Barry Bonds in the late 80s and the right. early 90s when he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then you look at <laughs> the guy just ballooned up. And I told Steve, I said, listen, man, you're a, a baseball guy. Right. I said, this guy is on roids and he said no 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 he's he retaining just, water he re, he's <laughs> he just really likes working out i said are you <laughs> out of your mind the right. guy has the head of a gorilla i mean look yeah and it's like years there later There's a
0: new uh, ad campaign for one of the car places where the guys like his extra head comes out and that's it's like a carmax <laughs> commercial <laughs> and the guys and the heads making that's like barry bonds he suddenly developed a, a second head you know the interesting thing about this barry barry larkin who is an analyst great player Hall of Famer with the Cincinnati Reds, undeserving MVP over Dante Bichette, by the way, that year. But anyway, he brought up a good point. He said there's guys now, and this is where the players union is going to be involved in this, is that you have guys now who might be suspended for 50, 100 games or or potentially more versus guys who, like Andy Pettit or uh, Alex Rodriguez originally, or other guys who've said, I confess my sins at the altar of baseball, get no punishment, and sign big contracts. Who are still making big bucks, who basically got off scot free, not Scott Pritchard free or Scott <laughs> Whitney free, but Scott free um, or Scott trade for that matter. But they were where these guys might actually be serving big suspensions and be punished where other guys have gone through this before and have not been punished. Your
2: point is that if you come clean and say, listen, I made a mistake, you're, you're not going to have the book thrown at you as much. I mean, look at Roger Clemens, defiant, I sure. mean, defiant, defiant. Right. His, his teammate and friend, Andy Pettit, said, listen, I made a mistake. I'm guilty as charged. You talk about the right. difference between Bonds as opposed to McGuire.
0: Well, McGuire was out of the game. Bonds was out of the game. You know, a lot of these guys got out of the game, and that's where they uh, escaped their scrutiny. Andy Pettit, though, stayed in the game. Did Andy Pettit serve a suspension? I don't remember. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah,
2: I don't remember. Not that I'm aware of. Right.
0: And he's probably signed two contracts, uh, two one-year contracts since then. And there's other guys that have been in similar situations where they didn't get punished. Did Alex Rodriguez ever serve a suspension before? Again, I don't recall. I don't think so. Right. You know.
2: You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. We're live Monday through Friday, 10A to 11A, live chat up and running. Studio line open, 702 7283 702 7283 Scott Pritchard from Pritchard's Picks. Dot com alongside brett grant the gm here at kshp we're going to bring in the big bad wheel it's time for spin to win the smart sports better bets with their head never their heart i'm forced to make an argument on a total over under the mets nats what do i have
0: you've got the over over
2: over red rover red rover i love the over look at the pitching matchup you've got heron his era both of these pitchers up over five gee 5.68 ERA, Heron 5.09. Even the WHIP, walks to hits per innings pitched is up there, especially for Gee, 1.58 versus 1.34. You want to be hovering around 1 1.10 ideally. So I'm going over. The concern is these sports books, they're pretty darn crafty. I mean, seven is such a key number in a National League game, so they put it at seven and a half. I'm, I'm, the only number I'm concerned about is 70615243. I like the over. Play the over. See the cashier.
0: Well, it's it's interesting because both guys, Dan Heron, and is it Gee or, Gee or which, 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 which Gee, the, G?
2: or Guy, G. Until he starts winning some games, I don't care how I pronounce uh, his name.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Well, it, it, whatever it is, it should be the opposite of the guy who's retiring at Ohio State, who was that Gordon... Gee Gee dude as well. Yeah, the president there, yeah. Yeah, who uh, keeps sticking his foot in his mouth. Uh both those guys, Dylan and Dan Heron, have been pretty good their last starts. In fact, uh, you know, Dylan Gee beat the Yankees three one uh his last start out, and uh Dan Heron lost two nothing at Baltimore, his last start out. Both guys went seven innings, gave up two runs or, or one run. Both pitched very well. So current form is much better than they have been in recent times. So under And the other part is, uh, Scott, a couple of teams offensively that don't hit very well. And the Nationals are really struggling right now, especially Bryce Harper out of the lineup. He's been banged up and injured uh, with a bad knee. So I think you've got a, a, a limping Nationals team offensively. Uh, so the under is a good spot here. Seven and a half key number. So I like that 5-2-4-3-6-1 score you just gave me. Or 7-0. Or 7-0.
2: Right on. Yeah. Now the thing is. You look at the Nationals. Going into the season, I mean, last year they won their division. They pretty much came out of nowhere. And then this year they, won they it brought, And they won it easy. Yeah, they did. Okay. They won convincingly. And now this year they are seven games back at last check chasing the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta, we know, they're in the thick of it each and every year. But are you surprised that the Nats have struggled this early?
0: Well, they're hundred right now, and I think their biggest couple things. Um, Steven Strasburg has not been terrific. They stretched him out a little bit this year, getting him out to— Eight innings a couple of times. He's had a little bit of a, what, a back twinge or whatever he's had going on. Gonzalez has not been great. Jordan Zimmerman has not been great. They have not been hitting in the clutch in certain spots. And I think it's also it's a young team. And a young team coming out of nowhere is exciting and fun. But now when you come out and you're the favorite, there's now expectations on you. And they're not handling those expectations very well. And you look at the Braves, who are leading that division, they were the Nationals a year ago. They were young and had expectations, and they did not respond. Now they've grown from that. They've also made a couple of great moves of getting the Uptons, although BJ's not been playing great. Justin's been terrific. Um, And the Braves... Are clearly to me the best team in that division.
2: So we like the Braves to win the National League East, National League Central. The Reds going into the season, the favorite. The Pirates have been a pleasant surprise. They've been a big money maker at the sports bet window as well. Your Cardinals with eight rookies. I'm telling you that a uh, pitch. Pitchers, yeah. I'm telling you that the best record in baseball. I obviously don't think that they will continue to sustain that. It started last night with an extra inning loss. But Cardinals
0: I, haven't won an extra inning game yet this year. Is that right? They just can't. They they left base runners all over the place.
2: So timely or lack thereof in hitting. that particular game. Yeah, they yeah. just didn't.
0: They got eight innings of of shutout relief pitching until the 14th. So, their their pitching did very well yesterday. They just didn't hit in in timely hitting. But there are some there are some good signs of Jake Westbrook is back doing his rehab work. He'll be back. Chris Carpenter is is coming back from the dead again. Apparently, he threw he threw live batting practice earlier this week. He might be back at some point this season. So some of those rookies what might be used obviously in spots or intervals to, uh, to get the Cardinals from point A to point B, but they're gaining valuable experience as well.
2: Are you high on your Cardinals? I mean, do you think they're well, going think, to sustain I think,
0: this? I think offensively they're as good as anybody in the National League. and I think they're pitching with Wayne Wright and Shelby Miller. Uh, if they get if they get Westbrook back, Lance Lynn's been very good. He, he dropped 40 pounds from a year ago. He looks terrific. I think those three guys, when you look at Miller, Wainwright, and, and Lynn, and then if you can piecemeal holes four and five together for the most part, I think
2: they'll be fine. Well, I, I like the Reds going into the season, yeah. and they're right there. They're a good team. The Pirates have been a surprise. The Reds, though, I mean, Brandon Phillips in and out of the lineup, some injury concerns. Vado was the key to that team, and I love their closer, the Reds. But it's basically a three-horse race in the Central, but ultimately I think it's going to come down between the Cardinals and the Reds. Do you see yeah. anything different?
0: No, and, I, and I, if, if you had to ask me today, hold a gun to my head, I think both make the playoffs. One will, be the wild, one will be a wild card. One will be the division champs. Um, and obviously, being the division champ is what you want. You don't want to be that wild card team has to play the one-game wild card, which the Cardinals and Braves played a year ago, and it was decided by a really bad call on an infield fly rule that went the benefit of the Cardinals. Um, if you remember that. I do remember. Horrible offici- uh, I his- do remember, officiating yeah. Again. <laughs> um, I thought it was a great call, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time. you could time, be unbiased for a minute. <laughs> exactly. Fabulous call. <laughs> I mean, even last night, we talked about the officials again, the umpiring again last night. Cardinals got a spot, Carlos Beltran on second base with two outs, and he, he commits a Cardinal sin of base running. He tries to steal third base with two outs. And Yadier Molina, I think, is at the plate. And it's strike two on the pitch, and he's clearly out at third base. Strike him out, throw him. It wasn't a strikeout. It was, it was throw out and the inning. Clearly the foot goes into the glove. The batter, the runner is out. The umpire says, no, I don't think so. Safe. It's a 6-5 game. Next thing you know, Cardinals get a hit, tie the game. And it's what set the game into extra innings. Uh, I think the Angels game yesterday, there was a play with Pujols uh, stepping on first base, completed a play, uh, a double play at second base with a tag. Very, very close. That one I can see going both ways. That one subjectively, I can say, okay, you know what? I can see where the umpires thought safe, could have been out, very close play. But these obvious calls, to me, can be fixed. And I don't know why they're not bothering to try and expand replay to fix the obvious calls. You don't need a manager throwing out the red flag, like they do in Major League uh, in, the, in the NFL. But there can be somebody in the booth going, hey, uh, we got a problem here, guys. Uh, that guy at third base, he was actually out. Because the problem is, here's the biggest problem, Scott. In these clubhouses, in the weight room, underneath the tunnels, the teams have TV sets. Right. They go back and they go, oh, boy, he was out.
2: And the fans, too. Right. I mean, they, they see it.
0: Yeah, everybody sees it. And it just makes these guys look incompetent.
2: Well, we've talked about the National League East, the National League Central, National League West, the defending World Series champions, the San Francisco Giants keep on keeping on. The L.A. Dodgers, again, the best team that money can buy. That does not mean that they're going to win a lot of games. They've proven that. But the thing is, unlike the Angels, the Dodgers have been hit with some pretty big significant injuries, and so they're off the hook a little bit, but once they do get healthy, they need to start getting
0: some wins. I say that because we broadcast the games, the Dodger games on KSHP. I love tuning in. Well, I think the Dodgers, if they get Hanley Ramirez back, that'll help. I mean, this new guy uh, in right field might give them the ability to trade Andre Ethier or at least get rid of him. I think they're they're looking to do that Uh, going through. Carl Crawford has been a little dinged up, and uh, they've had Van Slyke out there quite a bit. He's not been healthy. They they still don't have a third-base option that's a viable option to me. I, I don't like them necessarily behind the plate very well. I don't like a couple of their position plays. I don't like their bench. Very good. And the, you know what? The Arizona Diamondbacks, who won that extra inning game against the Cardinals last night, they're actually in first place. Love Paul Goldschmidt. He's, he's, a, he's a monster. Pretty good pitching staff. Uh, Kurt Gibson, a terrific manager. Another guy, very good player, uh, who's a good manager. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be a dog race. I think the Dodgers eventually will get it together. But I, I'm not going to discount the Rockies for what they can do. They, they've been pretty good as well. Uh, it's a pretty solid division right now. I it's mean
2: very it solid, yeah. top to bottom. Arizona D backs in first place, as you mentioned. What's interesting to me is the D backs, their starting pitching has been good. They've been able to hit the ball, right. but the concern has been they've blown a lot of late games or they would be running away with that division right now. I want to talk about okay. the American League East, the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays, with the favorite going in, they've struggled mightily. And I think more than anything else, based on my research, they have been a terrible one run game team, meaning their record in one-run games is not good. That lends itself to a bad bullpen.
0: Well, that's where you need to find, that's where the trade deadline becomes critical. Who's selling? Who's buying? What can I do to improve my team? And when you have a glaring weakness like that in the back end of a bullpen, that'll that'll get exposed time and time again.
2: Well, last year, the Baltimore Orioles in the National League East, or actually American League East, that would be news, wouldn't it? <laughs> they were in the National League. But Baltimore Orioles in the American League East a year ago just had a phenomenal record in one-run games. Right. And what you have is two things. One, good teams win the close games. The other side of the coin is if you go 50-50 in those games, maybe you're not as good as your record would indicate.
0: Well, yeah, when, you, when you've got the ability to go, and you see it, the very best teams every year we get to late September – the well, whoever they're seventy nine and one when they're having the lead after eight innings. Right, right. I tell you they that got was pretty, Baltimore last year. They got a pretty year. damn good closer, right? And, and Johnson is just not getting the job done right now this year. He's he's lost several leads late, and they're still eight games over five hundred. I mean, I like that Orioles team a lot. I, th- I I think they're better than the Yankees and the Red Sox if Johnson is good as he was a year ago, I think the Orioles can win that division.
2: That's a good point. Good observation because this team top to bottom, very few weaknesses. Johnson, I mean, the concern is I believe it was a year ago, regular season, he was lights out, but he started to struggle in the postseason right. and it's carried over, unfortunately, the early part of this year.
0: Well, you see that with a few guys. I mean, Jose Valverde's still around. You know, I wonder, why are these guys still around? I mean, why do managers feel like I have to go back to the same guy who didn't Fail, and I've had this argument with Cardinal fans about Mitchell Boggs, who uh, struggled early this year in spots, but he didn't struggle last year in the postseason. He was terrific last year. He's, his struggles have been in April and May. And for me, I'm going, it's April and May, guys. He'll let's let's work on him getting it together because we will need him. But you have Johnson and Valverde, who both imploded last year in the postseason, and you make a great point. They've carried over to this year. So what do you do with those guys?
2: Well, you look at the American League Central, and to the surprise of no one, I mean, everyone liked the Tigers going into the right. season. Last year it was a two-team race. The White Sox, surprise, Tigers took them, overtook them the last week of the season. This year, this Tigers team, last year it was painful for me to watch this team because as good as they were with their pitching and their hitting, they were an embarrassment defensively. But this year they have it all. I mean, the Triple Crown, they can pitch, they can hit. They're number two in all of the American League in defense.
0: Which is amazing to me because they've got a couple of guys at the corners that are anchors over there that literally can't move in, right. in Cabrera and, and Fielder. Right. I mean, it's like you've got to hit one at him, I guess. But otherwise, <laughs> it is kind of amazing. I don't think they'll be well able to everybody.
2: sustain that throughout the course of the season. But, I mean, 60 games in, they're number two defensively fielding
0: the ball. That's why I guess you got to catch the ones you can catch.
2: Well, you look at the, then the American League West, the, the Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. this team— Statistically, we know that the interesting thing is that's a hitter's park, yet right. they're number one in the American League in pitching. But yet, offensively, they're rock solid as possible. But overall, they've been a dead under team. I think that'll change once the hot, hum- humid air. Yeah, I think
0: it's a good point. Plus, they played 31 road games versus only 26 home games. So they haven't played a lot of home games yet. Uh, you know that's that the schedule will correct itself, and it'll correct itself in the heat of the Arlington, Texas summer when the ball will be jumping out of the building.
2: It'll be jumping out of the park, but also the oddsmakers make that adjustment. I know last year, I mean, this is a big discrepancy. 10s and 11s. The difference from home and away for the Rangers, they averaged over a run more per game at home than on the road, and that's very, very significant. But the oddsmakers are aware of this, and they shade it. Right. This is The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network, live chat up and running. Studio line open, 702-221-7283. Scott Pritchard, PritchardsPicks.com. Brett Grant, GM here at KSHP. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back.
1: Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network Partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome
2: back to The Odds Couple on KSHP Radio, Las Vegas, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. Scott Pritchard, Brett Grant, together we are The Odds Couple. This show is about sports betting. Reach out to us, you can do that. Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. We also have web-based voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice on our show. Go to our site, Network. On the right-hand side, you'll see a red bar. Click there. In the middle of the page, a green bar. Hit the Start Recording button. Also, we have live chat up and running. We love fielding those live chat questions. We also have, now if you do miss this live, no concerns, no worries. Reach out to us on Vegas Video Network, YouTube, iTunes, Roku. I've been betting sports professionally for the past 30 years, been in Las Vegas for the past 19. I have to tell you that day-to-day, I love grinding out a profit long-term. But when it comes to sports sports betting, you don't have to look far to find
0: frustration. Are you kidding me? Well, my my frustration (laughs) lies with this uh, latest scandal in Major League Baseball with guys uh, getting themselves in trouble with... Illegal concoctions or potions or whatever they're doing with the biogenesis. And and I go back to Ryan Braun. We talked about it a little bit ago. uh, And I just want to call him. I just want to say to him, liar, liar, pants on fire. I mean, when you stand in front of a camera and you just lie and lie, he's in the wrong profession. He should be in Congress. (laughs) What is he doing? And you're watching these people with the IRS scandals and this scandal and that scandal in Congress. They're lying through their teeth. Well, Ryan Braun was, was doing the same thing. I respect people who own up to their mistakes. We all screw up. We all make mistakes. And I learned a long time ago, it's better to beg forgiveness than to continue to lie because the lie, the cover-up, makes it worse, right? All it does is bring you down more and, and people lose respect. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was 23, 24 years old, I was working at a radio station in Chicago, and I got in, I got in trouble. And I was going to get fired for, this, for the station. And I was confronted by the boss. And he says, Brett, this has come to my attention. Is this true? And, and you said, no! <laughs> and and I said... and that's Oh, thing. no, wait, that's what I would have said. Exactly. No, What did you say? <laughs> I said, yes. And he said, why? And I said, for some reason, it became unimportant to me. And I was as honest as I could be. Mainly because I was working overnights and I was sleeping. Because who can stay awake at 4 o'clock in the morning on purpose? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's think right, about this. Right. Unless there's a beautiful woman next to you. Uh, but... So I was honest about it, and I knew I was busted. I was I was up against the wall. I didn't have a choice, and I figured if I lied about it, I was going to get fired. And, I, and the only thought I had of saving my job was to be honest, apologize for it, accept responsibility for it. And I credit my parents for giving me the right values to say, you know what, it's never as bad as... It would have been if you continue to lie about it. or But make it you a said
2: you had no choice. Wouldn't it be better think, if I, you I, actually I had, had a choice. choice? I think I had a choice. Okay.
0: Cho- choice. How about just being the honest because it's the was right thing than to than do as
2: opposed exactly. to you, you. The only you said the right. only way you could save your job was to be honest. But how about just being honest? Period.
0: Well, no, I Okay, maybe I didn't phrase it properly. But I knew if I. I more than likely was going to i think the odds of me losing my job were probably 85 90% regardless of what i said and how did it pan out i kept my job all right i kept my job you stayed in radio I did. this isn't your first gig this is not my first gig <laughs> all right ironically it's still the same company isn't that amazing <laughs> how about that it really is boy but so
2: it, it could have changed absolutely just like that my at whole age 23 24 life been different. right wow
0: and now here i own all this
2: wow <laughs> that's great these <laughs> banners these banners you own Whitney and Jacob? I, I own the keyboard. <laughs> wow, this is great. Okay, anything else with so you? So that was are Ryan. You,
0: well, I'm just going back to Ryan Braun real quick. It's like, why, why are you sitting there lying about this stuff? You've watched all these other guys lie about it and have to come back and say, oops, I really did do it. Just be honest, guys. Are you kidding me? Come on. Jamarcus Russell
2: wants to come back and play in the National Football League. Are you kidding me? Do you not have a memory? I mean, did did I miss something? Jamarcus Russell. Have all the buffets run out of food? I'm wondering. I mean, yes, the guy's dropped some weight. Congratulations. He has a cannon of an arm. I'm tired of these media types saying, wow, this guy can throw it 70 yards on the fly. It's like, that's great. From his knees. Can he complete? Yeah, exactly. Well, in the real game, you're down if you're on your knees. Right. (laughs) Can he complete a screen pass? That's what I want to know. But he can
0: do it while sitting in a restaurant with a buffet in front of him. (laughs) At Jamarcus
2: right. Russell, the man child from Louisiana State University, a great college player. That doesn't mean squat in the NFL. Now he played for the Oakland Raiders. Well, that's part of his know. problem. Well, exactly. Yeah. As the late great Al Davis always used to say, "Just win, baby." All they would ever do was just lose. That's yeah. all the Raiders ever did. Just off Jamarcus, just off Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. This is a guy actually I don't know which is worse. For my segment, Jamarcus Russell, or the three teams that are contemplating giving him a shot: the Chicago Bears, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Why, willing to take a why look? And why
2: backup, backup, backup?
0: Backup quarterback I'll be out in the street. No, I'm the, talking uh,
2: backup quarterback. Position. Oh,
0: backup quarterback. Right. What? Okay. I
2: don't think Joe Flacco is going anywhere, or Jay Cutler, or, or Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Right.
0: But didn't they uh, go out in Seattle and get somebody else earlier anyway? They did.
2: They did. But here's the point. Jamarcus Russell wants to come back, but, man, oh, man, he was so, so bad, so ineffective. I'm tired of people talking about what a great athletic quarterback this guy is or what a great athletic quarterback that guy. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, he broke three tackles, but he still lost seven yards. Throw the darn thing away. Make better (laughs) decisions. I don't care if you look good during warmups. Just complete a routine. Look at Joe Montana. Never could rifle at eighty yards on the right. fly, but the guy precision, accuracy,
0: what makes Tom Brady so good? Peyton Manning so good? Accurate. Absolutely. Accurate, accurate. And, and and smarts. Where they can read defenses, quick reactions, their receivers, the timing, all that stuff, as opposed to running around for your life and then still getting sacked.
2: Well see now. You look at running quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks, RG3, I'm a big big fan. The question I have is I don't know how long running quarterbacks survive in the NFL. I mean, it works in college, but man, oh man, the game is so quick you're at the highest level. And I mean, I always I was always a big Mike Vick fan uh, up up until the the dog incident. <laughs> But I always liked the fact. That I always felt that he he was a very good athletic quarterback that cou- read defenses extremely well. Big big fan. Right. But it's on a case by case basis with these quarterbacks, whether they're running quarterbacks or they're passing with precision. Drop back quarterback. People are saying today that uh, the throwback, the drop back quarterback, is a thing of the past, and it's more about the Russell Wilsons of the world. Well, it, it's nice. It, it's tough for a defensive coordinator right. to plan for an athletic quarterback, but at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses.
0: Well, these the, uh, let's give these defensive coordinators a year or two to make the adjustments because you know they will. I mean, remember the it's the wildcat. Nobody could stop the wildcat. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Suddenly, nobody could get a yard with the wildcat. Right. Right. Uh, now, I think Colin Kaepernick's a great athletic t- quarterback. He's got a very strong arm. He probably could play the conventional way or the way he plays now. I think Russell Wilson could probably do the same. Russell Wilson was a great baseball player. He's got a cannon for an arm. He played baseball at North Carolina State and probably could have played professional baseball. So if you had to tell Russell Wilson you got to stay in the pocket for your own safety, he could throw that ball. I think Robert Griffin could do the same thing. McNabb loved to run. He could throw the football. uh, Randall Cunningham, uh, and I'm mentioning black quarterbacks because that's primarily who these guys are, and they're saying, well, they're changing the game. Well, Doug Williams was a pretty damn good quarterback too and he didn't run all over the place warren moon was a pretty damn good quarterback he didn't run all over the place these guys can play in the pocket if they have to i mean we saw uh you know last year robert griffin iii again do we have to call him robert griffin iii is his father and grandfather on the field with him can we just call him robert griffin please or as they say my buddy calls him bob Um, (laughs) (laughs) but he's already been hurt two a couple of times his knee he's had to have surgery his He's already going to have to change the way he plays the game if he doesn't if he doesn't he'll be out of the league in three or four years that's a good point with injuries
2: well r g three I'm a big big fan because he has so much talent i mean the guy is so accurate passing but he he's a a great great runner. It's just any quarterback who is a running quarterback, what makes him so effective is he can run, he can pass, he right. reads defenses extremely well. well look I'm a big RG3 fan. The only concern is longevity. The average lifespan in the league of a running back is roughly four years, right. and that's because of the wear and tear. So the same thing applies with quarterback. I look at a running quarterback, or even worse. I would imagine it would be less. And here's the thing I look at. The Redskins, they went from worst to first. I mean, think about this. We're in Las Vegas, the sports gambling capital of the world. If you think picking winners, ATS against the spread is easy, you're wrong. All right, the Washington Redskins were projected to finish last in their division. They ended up winning their division. We see it all the time. The Toronto Blue Jays projected to finish first. Right now, they're worst. But with that means opportunity. If you're sharp and you can see things before they
0: happen, you can pounce on it, take advantage, Ring up well, the they, ringer, they're, they're, see the cashier on a daily basis. If you look at the running quarterbacks, and I know we've got to get to our right side here in a minute, take Dante Culpepper, who's probably the biggest of all these guys that played quarterback and ran the football. He was 240, 250 pounds, maybe more. He left the game, why? Because of injuries. He had a rocket arm and... Suddenly, he just got slow and and couldn't do it anymore. Michael Vick, I think, is around longer because he went to prison. He got a couple years off. I mean, quite frankly, if Michael Vick was still running around for those two, three years that he was in jail, he would be out of the league, too. It's amazing By to now. me
2: that Mike Vick has lasted as long as he has because he's a good quarterback. He gets a bad rap, but I'm telling you, on the well, football he field, He couldn't hit the
0: broad side of a bar. And his, his
2: accuracy is horrible. Well, no, the problem is Ben. he turns it over because well, he's because constantly he running for his life. He's colorblind, apparently. He, <laughs> he completes yes. a lot of passes, but no, to the wrong Michael, color jersey. we
0: play for the green jerseys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the part of the show where Brett and I are going to put some money into your pocket as we together put you on the right side.
0: I'll try again. Yesterday, uh, unfortunately, my game fell out. I had a 3 nothing lead in the eighth inning with the Oakland Athletics. They lost the game 4-3. should have bet ratings. the first five. I should have bet the first five. Easy right. now
2: to say, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, the frozen pond today. I'm going to go to a little cold steel and ice, a little frozen biscuit, as we like to say. Game three of the Eastern Conference uh, hockey uh, between the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a spot here where I think the Penguins are undervalued a little bit i think if the penguins had won game one or game two in this spot i think they'd be a bigger favorite where they are i'm going to take the penguins today they've only scored one goal in their two games so you know that they're going to be fired up and ready to play today uh and they were thoroughly outplayed in game one and two the penguins are six and oh scott six and oh in their last six trips to boston they can win in boston ironically the last time the penguins were down two games to nothing was in 1991 two games to nothing to boston they went to boston and went on to win that series and won the stanley cup so i don't think it's it's panic time just yet for the pittsburgh penguins they're a very good road team i'm giving them a decent price today i'm going to lay the dollar five and take the penguins to win game three in boston Before
2: we get to my right side, I would like to recap what took place yesterday. Baseball game. Small favorite, the Boston Red Sox at home. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I've been on a run, as your viewers and listeners know, on a day to day basis. 21 plays, 15 winners. I'm starting to feel like Anthony Padilla. (laughs) Anthony Padilla is with us every Friday. The guy had a four-month winning streak once a week. Every Friday he would be in here lately, one and two. Can't wait to razz him on Friday when I see him. But we're all about ATS against the spread, break-even point, 52.4%. We do a lot with basketball sides, totals, baseball totals. I'm a dog player, but for the spirit of the show as far as documenting the plays. Occasionally, I'll step out and play a small favorite. Looking at a baseball game today, the Tampa Bay Rays are on the road taking on the Detroit Tigers. Cobb is the starting pitcher for the Rays, taking on Fister for the Tigers. The line on this game is 35, 36 cents, the Tigers being the favorite. The right side for me, I like the Tigers, simply because they're at home. They play lights out at home. I do respect Cobb. Is that Ty Cobb that's pitching today? Man, he does I it think. all. All right. Yeah. Well, his uh, Cobb's uh, ERA is 2.66, a little bit better than Fister at 3.28. But you look at the WHIP factor again, Cobb. Uh, the Odds, obviously, are predicated based on who the starting pitchers are, but I look at the overall team effort for the Tigers. I think $0.35 cents is cheap because, again, they can run, they can they can hit, they can pitch, they play good, sound defense. So I look at the whip factor, Cobb, 1.06. Fischer coming in at 1.21. That's walks, hits per innings pitched. I lean on the Tigers in this spot, minus the 35. I think it's cheap. Play the Tigers, ring up the ringer, see the cashier. You
0: still haven't figured out the bill yet. I mean, just I'm the, getting there. Things, there I'm it's getting little, there. That's a little better. The quality. you had Boston yesterday, right? Red Sox, yes, sir. Yeah, Dumpster. I think they scored more than the Patriots scored in a couple of games. <laughs> you know, it was great. It they was early. 17 I was, runs yesterday? Uh, yeah,
2: 17 to 6, Whew. I think. So I was up 6 zip. I'm thinking,
0: hey, I'm up. I just need the extra point. I'll be up 7-0. Yeah, now, the, real quick, your thought yesterday, we, we talked about our spin-to-win game yesterday, which was the over-under of 6 between Seattle and the White Sox. The game was 5-2 to two in the third inning. Right yesterday.
2: on. Right, it fell 7-4, I believe, 11 runs scored. But what's more interesting is we talked about the ineptness of the Chicago White Sox and the fact that you never bet on a streak to end. Now, yesterday, Peavy was going against uh, Fernandez, uh, or uh, Hernandez, Hernandez. yeah, Felix Hernandez. But what you have, the White Sox now have lost eight consecutive games. A lot of it has to do with the fact that they just don't hit the ball.
0: But when I saw the score at the end of the top of the first, they got a run. I was going to say on the air yesterday, I, you know, I can't say it now. I was going to say, I was going to throw a lunch at you. They're, they're going to get over six by the end of the third inning. Really? <laughs> and I didn't say it. You should have. I should have. Right on. But but obviously they did.
2: The so, total for that
0: game, we I played talked the about over. it yesterday. I played the over thinking, come on, it's six. It's the American League. I mean, I've never... Yeah, it's
2: not like you have pitchers batting. I mean, right. it is a yeah. it is a pitcher-friendly well, park. Again, it's Mike, easy to say today. I would have been more impressed had you actually said that on the air I as know, opposed to telling me the day after the fact. Well, I would just be talking about that. Because it tells accent. me what else you're not telling
0: me. <laughs> well, you say that to me all the time. But, <laughs> but I was, I'm just thinking, to me, that line didn't belong at 6 because of Jake Peavy. And again, as we talked about yesterday, if Fernandez, Hernandez is facing a, a red-hot CeCe Sabathia or a red-hot Justin Verlander, okay, I can understand it, but... Jake Peavy's not that same guy.
2: Well, that's consistent with what you said yesterday, so I I obviously give you credit for that. Uh, Brett, I have so much respect for you because you walk the walk, you talk the talk. I mean, it's one thing to say I like this and like that, but like me, you bet on everything that you release on this show. So uh, I hope you continue to win. Yes. I hate to see the show canceled. I mean, I hate to have to run this show by myself.
0: <laughs> did you see the for sale sign? No, uh, I did not. I don't know how to read. That's why, that's why I don't use any notes oh, on this you, show. You must have went to the SEC because Gordon G would, <laughs> it would criticize them for uh, not knowing how to read at the University of Kentucky. By the way, he uh, resigned. Effective July 1st, that Great. Ohio State guy.
2: We're running out of time. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network, a three-camera shoot. Compliments of Scott Whitney, Jacob Cannon. Love being part of the show. We're live Monday through Friday from 10A to 11A. Check me out, PritchardsPicks.com, RefPicks.com, VegasInsider.com. For Brett Grant, Scott Pritchard, good luck and goodbye.